Hey guys, happy Tuesday, choose yourself. I hope you guys find yourselves in a good place and space this morning. So for today, guys, we will be looking at our career focus series. Like I promised you guys last week, we will be talking to some professionals that specialize in the space of career development, entrepreneurial development, diversity, equity, and inclusion, amongst many others. But for today, we're going to take a deeper look at how to build your professional brand with Gita Law. Gita is a director of Performability, which is a boutique recruit, coach, train, and HR support agency. And I'm so excited to have her with us. She has so much experience in HR, in recruitment, and I know that she's the perfect person to kick off this series as we take a look at our careers. Thank you so much, Gita, for joining us today. Um, before we start with branding and learning how we can brand ourselves, Please just give us a little intro, um, who you are, what you do, um, and I think then we can take it from there. Right. I am a coach, a career coach and a recruiter. I have recruited probably the good part of the last nearly 20 years. Right. I took an interest in coaching about five or six years ago. And it was a natural progression from becoming a recruiter because half the time we are career coaching and half the time we are selling people to our clients. Right. And I think I have a particular interest lately in personal branding because it not only filters into our the way that we present ourselves on social media, but also how we present ourselves offline Yeah. in terms of interviewing our careers, meetings, so, so personal branding is a is really, I would say, a passion of mine at the moment. I think that's so interesting. Um, you know, I think COVID has made us relook our careers, and um, you know, all of this working from home has also brought its own unique challenges. But people are still actively in the job market and wanting to find a new job and wanting to start something new in 2021. So I'm really glad to just be able to have this conversation with you so that we can all, including myself, um, think about how we brand ourselves. And um, I think for some people that might be unfamiliar with the concept of personal branding or professional branding, what would you describe that as? You know, if a person has to say to you, Gita, what, how, what is my personal brand? Um, how would you describe that? Fundamentally, and really I'd say in the most simple possible way, your personal brand is what somebody who does not know you will think about you, will assume about you, will know about you merely by looking at your social media profile or your CV or in fact maybe have met you at a networking event or in a meeting for five minutes. Right. So what we are putting out to the world fundamentally. Right, right. And I mean, I think, you know, there's, like you said, the kind of part of it that exists already, right, based on the platforms, based on the different places that we interact. But I know people want to go about building a intentional brand, right? So it's not just a generic kind of organic um, look at personal branding, but more of an intentional kind of branding. So how would we as young professionals go about being a bit more deliberate about our brand? That's a great question. So a lot of people lately think that if you have a social media presence, yeah. 
if you're on LinkedIn, for example, then that's really good enough. But if I make, if I try and put it as an analogy, it's like Coca-Cola ripping their labels off, putting the their bottles into a fridge, smack bang in the middle of Pepsi, and expecting people to know that it's Coke. Wow. So a social media profile without content or without a wrapping really is fundamentally worth very little. Sure. If I take that Coca-Cola analogy one step further. Yeah. Coca-Cola, arguably one of the the most well-known brands in the world, and you would think that recognizable and loved by most in the world, yet Coca-Cola advertise consistently all the time in line with their brand message, which is Coca-Cola brings happiness. Right. If Coca-Cola can focus on their branding to that degree, then every single one of us should be able to do that. And that's really what it means. It's about identifying what your brand stands for. So if we put that back into a career perspective, it really means identifying what your career path actually is. So not just what I am, what am I today, but what do I want to be in three years and five years time? And then building your brand around that. What do I stand for? What are my values? Where where does my career aspiration lie? Where are my strengths? Where are my talents? Yeah. And creating a profile really in line with that. Not just creating a look, but strategically networking in that space. Creating content in that space that brands you as a professional you want to be seen. It's really quite a process. But yeah. it's a good place, first of all, to decide who am I as a person? What are my work values? And ultimately, what is my career path for the next at least three years as a minimum? I know that a lot of people struggle with that kind of long-term planning. You know, when a lot of us are on social media, I think especially like the younger generation, there tends to be a bit of... Um, I guess a bit of an irresponsibility in how we put ourselves forward. We're not really thinking somebody's perceiving us as a brand and that, you know, what we put on digital platforms matters. But, you know, in thinking about the long-term planning that you said, it's not just about where we are, but where we're going. What are some of the tips you can give us to kind of frame that? Because I know some people don't even know what they're doing next week. Never mind where they want to be in three years. You know, so, you know, careers are evolving all the time. But how can we strategically, you know, build in the plans for where we want to see ourselves in the next three years and therefore build a brand that communicates that journey? Okay, so if we let's start with, let's say you're a graduate at the moment. Yeah. And you studied a, a BSc in computer science with a major in software development. You would like to think that maybe software development or maybe testing or maybe some form of analysis was your career path. Yeah. I would say if you're not really sure about where you're going, take most people aren't, their their paths aren't too divergent from where they currently are. It's really, it's unusual, especially early on, or not even maybe mid-career that you diverge dramatically from where you were. Right. So, Sit down and say, all right, I might not know where I'm going to be in three years, but if I am X now, or I plan to be, I'm an inspiring developer now, my my technical expertise might grow in the next three years. I might stay a developer. Yeah. Or I might move into a project manager or a business analyst type space. So that's kind of my, 
one year, maybe two year, three year plan. They're very similar. So you can start creating a brand around that. So where I network, I'm going to network currently with developers, IT recruiters, development managers, business analysts, project managers, case analysts. So they're all in the space if you work around a project environment, those are the people that would be in your space that you'd want to work with right. and learn from. When I'm saying creating or developing a, a brand, under your name on LinkedIn, for example, shouldn't be the name of your university because that doesn't tell anybody what you want you to be or, in fact, what you are. So people that put unemployed, well, it's like if you go online and you want to look for a restaurant and you go and put... I'm searching for a restaurant that isn't open. Right. You want you'd be searching for noodle plus Cresta as an example. So when I'm searching for people on LinkedIn, I would be putting software developer or engineer. Hmm. So your the way that you look on that top section, which is which is what you see most often when you when you're looking for people, is what really should stand out for you. Then you create an about me section that talks about your key skills relative to your industry. Okay. Development tools, methodologies, um, key interests, whether it's AI, machine learning, robotics, uh, mobile apps, whatever the case may be. And then you develop content and you follow influencers in that space and you comment on posts of people that you aspire to in your next right. and you share those posts and you start building content and commenting as if you were already an expert in your space as if you understand the environment you you feel well connected so when people look on I go oh there's a risk analyst who has commented on a number of key posts and has garnered enough interest in her post for me to start thinking she must know what he's talking about. Right. And that's what it is. It's a constant developing of your brand online to demonstrate you as a knowledgeable expert in your place. Wow, that is incredible. I guess I've actually, I've never thought about it that way. Um, You know, I think what happens is, you know, you have all these different platforms, you know, you have your written CV, you have your LinkedIn page, but you never think about how to build some intention around presenting yourself as a professional or at least an aspiring professional in that specific industry. Um, I find that a lot of people just have a LinkedIn page that's kind of just there, but it's not functional. It's not active. And to your point, it's not really engaging. Um, but, and I think that's, that's really crucial for us. Um, but I was thinking also about like some of the mistakes again in your career that you've seen, you've dealt with so many people, what are some of the mistakes that young people make when it comes to actually developing and growing their careers? So I know we've spoken a bit about branding, but I was hoping that you could give us some tips on, you know, some of the areas that we should be a bit cautious about um, in terms of the mistakes that we make and how we can actually avoid those kinds of errors. I think it goes back to creating an intent again. Yeah. So really having a look at where am I at now? What would I like my next step to be? And if I'm not 100% sure, then go and do two different paths with a step. And then constantly, and I I recommend once a quarter, I'd say. Yeah. Go and have a look at jobs in that space or 
people's profiles in that space, in your next step. And take a look at what is required for me in that role and mm. where am I at now. And then const- and then map yourself against those requirements yeah. so that you can see where do my skills align, where are they transferable skills, similar skills that could be taken across with me yeah. close enough, and where are my skills gaps. And where I have skill gaps that will not allow me to move into that position, how do I start addressing them now? Mm-hmm. Because time creeps so fast. One minute you'll look around and it'll be two years late and you think, you know what, it's time for me to make a move. But you've not used those two years well to develop the skills you for that move. Sure. Sometimes growth is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Mm-hmm. So it means that often you need to take on external environments or where there's an opportunity to work on a project on the side, even though it might get, might really be a bit of a push for you to manage it with your job. Take those opportunities. Go and attend, well, of course, when COVID is hard, there are some virtual ones. Yeah. But go and do some meetups. There are so many that are aligned with your good career. You start to learn, network, develop skills long before you're wanting to make a move. I'd say that not doing that is probably the biggest mistake young people can make. You know, I feel so full and so nourished by all these pearls of wisdom that you've given because all of these things that you've spoken about literally resonate with me as a young professional. I'm 29 now, gosh. And, um, you know, I'm growing and I'm developing, but, you know, it gets a bit challenging sometimes to navigate and to do all the things that you've described. And I know that you are a career coach and I was hoping that you could just, you know, I guess it's a bit of marketing for you now, but, you know, for a person that is trying to transition, but is getting a bit stuck, um, how can you help them navigate that journey? Um, obviously, I will be sharing your details and um, all of the stuff that you've given via the, the Instagram page, as well as, you know, all the notes for this episode. But just a little bit how, about how you can help young people navigate their careers. And um, and then I guess we'll, we'll take it from there about how we can find you. But let's let's first talk about how you can help us um, navigate these these careers. Right. We have an approach as a business that we, we will help you, but we would rather empower and teach you to do this yourself yeah. than to constantly be reliant on us to do it for you. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we'll, have a, we'll typically sit down and have a long conversation about where you're at, why you are where you are, why you studied what you wanted to study, what you're planning to do with it, what has your experience been so far, where do you think you're strong? Where do you think you're weak? Um, how do, what do you not like about your job? What do you love about your job? Right. And we then kind of build a picture around that. And then we'll face them. Where do you think your next move is? Mm-hmm. Have you considered this, this, and this? And then we'll kind of guide them based on what they told us in that consultation. The types of roles that might be suited to that the kind of background. Right. So we'll encourage them to map that out for themselves. So we give you a lot of homework. Go away and come back to me with a whole bunch of options that you have yourself considered. Mm-hmm. We then talk them through and guide them through this mapping process 
these roles and create almost like an ongoing spreadsheet of, of requirements, skills, technologies, and then map your CV where you are now. Yeah. And then we help them put a plan in place. What are the most urgent, critical things you need to learn to make a move now? What is a midterm and what is a long-term goal? Yeah. Then we've got like a short-term, critical, these are, these are now, like now stuff. How do we go about getting those skills? What are your options? It's not always needing to be formal education. Mm-hmm. What can we do to help you get there? And then once we've got a plan, we'll, we'll guide them through how am I going to do this? Who can I approach? What are the institutions? Are there work groups? Are there meetups? And then we start getting them to commit and create a plan for themselves. Yeah. And then it's almost like mentoring, to be honest. Then you're going to come back a month later or two weeks or whatever the case may be and feed back to us where you're at. What have you found? Who are you connecting with? What steps have you taken? What progress have you made? And then kind of reassess and say, like, you're doing well. Yes, you know, we need to continue here. And then we kind of give them a roadmap for a short period of time. Yeah. Three months max. Some people don't need us after that. Other people do. But we'll continue that process until they get to a point where they understand how to do that their own mapping. Because, you know, you once you've made a move, you should almost be planning your next move. Right. So it's an ongoing process. So it's not until, we, until we reach the stage where we think that you've, you've got that process and that understanding of how to do it back and down, then we'll continue working with you. If not... We've given you the steps, we give you templates, documentation, guides, the whole trip, and then we let you loose and you can carry on on your own. That sounds very, like you said, quite intensive. And, you know, to your point, the individual has to own that process and has to be willing to show up to the process because it is a lot of work. But if they find value in in what you do, then, you know, they should be willing to make that investment. Just as we wrap up, you know, where can we find you? Like I said, I will share your details, but where can we find you to a young woman or gentleman that's listening and says, Gita, I need you. Um, Where can they find you? I am probably busiest on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Either my personal profile on LinkedIn or the performability uh, LinkedIn page. We are on Facebook. You can find us there. And then our website, www.performability.ca.za, also has a shop and services page mm-hmm. where you can see, you can buy a guide, a template, a, something to work it through on your own. Yeah. Um, or you can see what coaching services and um, programs that are there. Everything is pretty much over there. We are on Instagram, but... I'm, I'm, I'm going to show my age and say that I'm not very good at it. <laughs> okay. find me there. Right. I answer you there's a different story. <laughs> I am on Instagram. So from a personal branding point of view, lesson learned for myself, be better on Instagram. Right, right. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking with you and learning so much from you. Um, like I'm, I'm probably going to contact you myself, so brace yourself for that. But um, yeah, guys, that was Gita. I hope you guys have learned as much as I have. 
about really owning the process of your career development and how to build your professional brand. I will be sharing all those amazing details from a LinkedIn page, so a website, and uh, you and me can take a deeper look at the services that she offers. But Gita, once more, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. <laughs>